The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We have Major League Games underway to get you updated on, and we got two-star pitchers to grade for next week here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Hope you'll join us. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by WinBet. I'm Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Todd, we have made it. We are in the midst of the 2022 baseball season. It feels good. We got games underway. More getting started as we speak here. And yeah, four-four game in Boston. Home runs by Rafael Devers, Anthony Rizzo. Giancarlo Stanton and DJ LeMahieu in that game. So uh, playing long ball there in, in the Bronx. Did you see that Stanton homer, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw it barely clear the wall. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. That was pretty wild. How are you on this Friday, Todd? Other than that Stanton homer, I'm doing fine. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that, yeah, that game, Raphael Devers, second, first pitch he saw, second hitter, uh, just – just tanked it. So yeah, it's a typical Red Sox Yankees affair. Uh, if you will, Garrett Cole struggled early, sharpened up a little bit later on. I'm not worried. The Red Sox and both the you know, Red Sox and the Yankees are going to hit a lot of pitches hard. You don't want to get goofy the first weekend of the year. And, and not everybody can be like Clayton Kershaw and, and not pitch until you're at home and, and avoid Colorado. So I'm just, yeah, that was nice of them. To- yeah. I'm being, you know, I'm not, I'm not calling anybody out. I'm uh, just, you know, actually just pointing it out, if you will. But um, yeah, you don't want to pour, pour your your Dodgers. Heck of a way to start the season, huh? Yeah, I'm hoping Walker Bueller can uh, just hold his own tonight. I mean, I, I wasn't going to bench my first round pick in a lot of leagues, but uh, yeah. not how you wanted to start the season. Over in Detroit, the White Sox are up three to one. We had a uh, Eloy Jimenez. RBI single, Jake Pollock RBI single, Luis Robert RBI double, and then the the run scored by the Tigers was a Jamer Candelario single. The big news coming out of this game, though, is that uh, Lucas Giolito left the game. Initially, I thought it was kind of just an opening day, you know, short hook, pitch count type of thing, but then they announced that Lucas Giolito left with abdominal tightness in his left side. That's uh, That could potentially be huge news. Or hopefully just cramps. I don't Hopefully. know. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, no, it, it absolutely could be. 
and already having lost Lance Lynn, having let Carlos Rodon go. Um, it's a, you know counting on Dylan Cease to really take the next step. That is a uh, and it's a rotation. I don't think believe they have playoff aspirations. I think they have World Series aspirations as well. They should. So now we're counting on Ronaldo Lopez, as you mentioned. Michael Kopech remains to be seen. The if they he's treated with kid gloves early on, and of course Dylan Cease. So because um, you know Dallas Keuchel is what he is. So that's going to be interesting. And I, and I think everybody is so evenly matched in that division, AL Central, that if the White Sox come down to peg. I think this, you know, Detroit, Minnesota, and Kansas City, and then Cleveland, you know, they they could. I don't want to say beat each other up, but uh, it could be a close race. And if 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 and keep in mind, the White Sox already lost Yoan Mankata. Yeah, he's on the IL to start the season. Three weeks, yeah. I think, too. Yeah, at least three weeks. So yeah, that's. A, I think there is some kind of blow up potential with that rotation, and maybe yeah. the door opens for some of the other teams in that division. Twins, Tigers. Yeah. Could be right there in that mix. So yeah, I think they were the heavy favorites. But uh, if this proves to be something big for Giolito, that could that could really hurt the White Sox. Yeah, Kyle Schwarber didn't take long to introduce himself to the uh, Phillies faithful. Hit yeah, a, uh, hit a homer and then he walked in his second plate appearance. So started that first uh, bottom of the first with a homer off Frankie Monta. So uh, not taking long to to get on the board there for for Schwarber. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep you updated as the games progress here today, and we'll be grading two star pitchers momentarily. But uh, I was shocked yesterday to see Tony Santian get <laughs> the first save for the Reds. And sorry about our Robert Suarez shares, Todd. I I don't know you an apology there, but uh, I know we were both feeling that pain with our ratios yesterday. Yeah, no, absolutely, and. I don't know. I mean, I'm not giving up on San, uh, on, on Suarez. It does look like that Rogers, Taylor Rogers, Ty Rogers, or Teddy Rogers, or whichever one of the Rogers they Taylor Rogers. Just being silly, Mister Rogers. Um, not giving up on Suarez. Uh, you know, as I don't want to say as we talked about on tomorrow's MLB Network radio show, but as you mentioned on tomorrow's MLB, I know what you're going to say. I have a feeling you're going to bring up that Suarez may have had some jitters. I think it's probably well, yeah, true. Yeah, I think that's probably, I mean, he's one of the best closers in Japan. I, he just seemed a little wild. Maybe the adrenaline was a little too dialed up. And I think that's just probably natural for a lot of guys. You come in, you put a lot of pressure on yourself to you know, lock down a save in your first big league appearance. I just think I am probably honestly cutting him because Bob Melvin said that after the trade that Taylor Rogers is his closer. Um, but it's not like, you know, those three earned runs against Suarez are going to kill my fantasy season. Yeah. It's also, I probably it's will a, be cutting him. It's contextual, right? I yeah. mean, if in, in a, in a only league, you know, I kind of can't right. If there's, if there's scenarios where it makes sense to cut him. TGFBI or something like that. Yeah, I'll probably think about think about it as well. I had David Robertson in a lot of leagues, so it kind of evened out with the Suarez. <laughs> you never like to kind of like, you know, negate all the good uh, your other players do, but that'll uh, be the case throughout the year. So, uh, you know, he hit on some specs like David Robertson. You miss on some others like Robert Suarez. But uh, yeah. I didn't have Tony Santiano on my spec list at all, so that one 
threw me for a loop. And Art Warren didn't even appear in that game. Luis Sessa in the, like, the sixth. It was kind of weird. But I think it will probably be a, a committee situation there. Uh, by the way, on the other side of that Taylor Rogers trade, do you have a favorite to close in Minnesota? Or not really? Uh, yeah. I think we're in the same situation that we were we were earlier, that we don't know if it's Jorge Alcala, but I think the chance I think his his chances are improved of capturing the job. I think that the team will probably settle on. I mean, I know that they use kind of a committee left right because that's just the way it's been set up the past couple of years. But um, I don't know that I don't think Pagan is just such a lockdown guy that it, it can be assumed that it's Emilio Pagan. So that's an interesting qu- qu- question. And I think the answer is obvious because you just alluded to it. If you have a choice to cut Suarez or Akala, who are you cutting? I think it's going to be Suarez where yeah. a week ago, there, you know, it would be the other way. Yep. Yep. I, uh, I got Suarez. I think I was fighting you for Robert Suarez in the, the staff keeper league auction last night. Uh, but thankfully <laughs> I was spared because, you know, since we did the draft last night, we were able to make retroactive moves. So at least in that league, I was able to get Suarez the hell out of my lineup. But, uh, yeah, I do kind of feel for him. I, I do think it was probably a lot of jitters making his big league debut in a safe situation. Yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't feel the need to fight you last night because, well, I mean, take it any higher because it is a key. I only have Craig Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. And it's an 18-team league, so you don't. I don't know. If you need to walk out of it with two saves, two closers, two, saves, two closers. Yeah. Some people walked out with two saves. Uh, <laughs> the, I might. But the, I think you, you know, in this in this particular league, there's some pretty serious future trade. I mean, 18 teams. I mean, there was probably 80 percent of all. There was not 80. Let's not exaggerate. I didn't calculate inflation because I don't really believe in the con. Well, I, I know it exists. I don't believe you can put a number on it um, or whatever the number is. It's, it doesn't make sense because the high players are going to go for more. And, you know, eventually it's going to be deflated anyway. So I don't worry about it. But point being, uh, 18 team league, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of air quote overpaying, you know, because of the uh, the nature of some of the really good keepers. Yeah, with the keepers and just how long that league has been around, the inflation is just off the charts. I was yep. hoping I grabbed Pagan in that league, I think, for five, uh, just because I didn't have a closer. But I uh, immediately went to see if I could get Alcala, too, and he was already owned. So, exactly. I mean, when you got 15 big league keepers and 10 minor league keepers, the pool gets thinned a hell of a lot. But I, I thought that was pretty fun last night. Uh by the way, use our My Leagues feature at Rotowire. I, I never plug this enough, but the My Leagues feature, fantastic. With a click of a button, you can import your league data directly from CBS, Yahoo, all kinds of sites. And, Otno. I use it for Otno. Yeah, Otno, too. And you can kind of uh, – it just makes things a lot easier given that you kind of have a live cheat sheet right on the site that you can kind of uh, you know, use there. You don't have to do it manually, crossing players off. It's, it's pretty darn nice. So, highly recommend you check out our My Leagues feature. You have all that one handy spot. It'll help you with pickups and uh, the like, probable starters as well. Uh, Todd, anything on your mind before we get into two star pitchers for next week? No, we're getting into two star pitchers. Well, I mean, we can we can kind of you know talk about the two star pitching in general this this uh, this particular week because it's the you know 
third, fourth, and fifth starters. They're not very good. <laughs> They're not very good. But I think we learned last year that it, it will mix up. And the with, but that happened a lot because of the rain. And who's to say we've already had rainouts now? But um, there, there were fewer two-star pitchers in general. So if your strategy is to stream two-star pitching, you, you got to be a little careful. And it just uh, that's what we're here for, obviously. But uh, be a little bit judicious. And that's why when I do the rankings, I include a reliever now to give you a feel for where a non-closing reliever compares to uh, a back-end starter. So anyway, but uh, I'm going to write this all up for Z-Files uh, as, as a primer. But uh, nice. yeah. I starts? wanted to throw a little – oh, sorry. No, I was, well, no, I was, I was just going to babble, so I'll let you talk. Well, I was just going to say that uh, I'm going to change my approach to this a little bit this year because I know there was some talk with some really good NFBC players, including Phil Dessault, who had like the best season ever, that you know, streaming starters maybe isn't the best way to go. You can maybe do more harm than good if you're playing too much with the fringe guys. So I'm going to be a little bit more conservative with my grades, I think, this year. We'll continue to do the 0 to 5 scale, but... Expect me to be leaning more towards the uh, the bottom end of the scale this year. See, it's interesting because I'm kind of, I mean, my research backs what Phil says, but it kind of comes with an asterisk, okay? okay? The research I've done, and I've done it on two or three different NFBC seasons, is the teams that compete are successful with their streaming. Hmm. And this kind of makes sense, but... It, it also it kind of it's kind of like a catch twenty two. Um, more you know, but more teams fail than are successful. So on yeah, one it's end, it's hard to hit those buttons. Well, just that's, right. So I mean, that's the so point. that's that's the thing is it, it's so many teams and I make teams I mean fantasy managers fail. Why do it? Well, because the ones that win do it successfully. So I don't know that the answer, and I, I mean, I, you might be right. I don't know. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, I don't know. I don't know that the answer is to not stream. It may be to be even more judicious with your streaming, which I think is what you're saying that you're going to do. Yes. And I, you know, I, I think, and maybe that's what Phil's saying too. Um, I don't think you want to go willy nilly and just to pile up the Ks and pile up the potential wins. That yeah, because be they the aren't worth the ratio damage. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it just—it's one of those things where this is why it's a catch twenty-two. It's really, really, really hard. And by by what I'm rating as successful is if you—and then this is projections, so I know grain of salt. But if you take your no, 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 this isn't even projections. This is this is I'm sorry, this is done with the actual numbers. So if you take your drafted rotation, your top nine, and at the end of the year figure out what their ERA and ratio was based upon, you know, for the full season's numbers. The teams that win have a ratio better ERA, and I would say higher or lower, because what does it mean higher and lower, uh, have better ERAs and, and whips than that they drafted, which means the only way to do that is to manage your staff successfully, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Avoid the pitfalls and, and put the good starts in. The other, like, 13 teams – have worse ERAs and whips than what was drafted by their performed by their nine first nine pitchers. So it's like, 
in order to win, you need to improve your ratios from what was drafted, but it's so hard to do. So I think that's what I think you may have landed on it there where maybe you just need to be more judicious in it. And I'm, I admit I'm kind of aggressive. Um, maybe it's because of the years that I do well, I not only, you know, I drafted well, but I also picked well in my aggressiveness. I don't know. So um, I'm going to kind of keep the same style, um, but I'm, I, maybe I need to be more confident with the evaluation of the pitchers. Well put. Yeah, I am going to be more judicious in my streaming and my my grades here on this podcast will reflect that. I think I've just played with fire a little too often in the past. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you don't want that good work from your aces to be undone. It's just and part, probably going to be skewing more towards the uh, the twos and threes and even lower and than that. Part of the problem is, all right, I mean, we know the pitcher's skills, okay? Now we have to adjust it based on the matchup. We're not sure what the opposing offenses are going to be right now. And we're not even sure about the pitcher's skills with the ball and the weather and the, and the all, you know, a couple of the different rules quirks that have gone on in the, in the run up, the short run up to spring training. So there's a, there's a lot of question. Here's another catch 22. Okay. Um, April uses the lowest ERAs. So you, you, if you're going to stream, you want to stream in April. But we know we know the least about the pitching. Yeah, exactly. Or and or the guy only goes four innings anyway. Plus these X factors like the humidors and the baseball. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. You still don't exactly. know a lot about the 2022 game. Yeah. Right? So a lot of and there, you know, there are admittedly there are a couple of eye popping rankings in the initial rankings that I did for four and eleven day periods, and I'm sure there'll be some oddities in tonight one of them was pointed out and i'm standing by it and they're just recommendations but bailey over came out came out a couple spots higher than robbie ray and there were two reasons was they're actually they're not facing each other the teams are facing each other and it just where it's i think it's in minnesota so that favors ray and i think the matchups once going uh friday i think ray's going today and over on sunday so the win potential tips towards overs favor based on their relative matchups, if I recall correctly. Um, so it, it just, but you know, we just don't, I mean, the other thing with Ray is we're just, you know, the, we're not exactly sure what Robbie Ray is right now. And we're not exactly sure what Bailey Ober is right now. So, you know, I got, a, I got an LOL in the comments and that's fine. That's what it's there for. That's I've gotten a lot worse. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> Same. So, you know, it's all good. Um, but am, am I rooting? I'm not rooting for Robbie Ray to fail. I don't want to say that, right? But I am rooting for, for Bailey Over to crush it just because I can say, well, you know, look, the rankings, the system works. So, but yeah, the point being, there's going to be some real weird eye opening things just, you know, in, in baseball and on my rankings just because of I, I'm so formulaic that I don't, the, you know, junk in, junk out. I'm not going to call it junk, but I am going to call it highly variable and, and i mean i'm not that confident in the in the inputs right now because we haven't had any of the season i'm with you there well before we get into the two start starters let's take care of a little business we'll be back on the rotowire fantasy baseball podcast after these brief messages we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. And before we move on, I just saw a comment in the uh, chat room from a B shot. Maybe a maybe a, a relative of, maybe a relative of Marge shot. Let's hope not. But he he says Clay, you like Zola more than James Anderson, huh? And uh, I do love you, Zola, but that's not the case. It's there's no favoritism here. I just came off the Wednesday pod because. James and I do two hours on XM on Friday, two hours Saturday, and we just have so much else going on. So why would you say as much as, as, much as I like you, Todd? I don't have a favorite here. I, I'm. I mean, I don't get where the comment come from. Oh, I think because I'm not on the Wednesday pod anymore. Oh, you know, James is doing that with like a rotating guest spot. Oh, but, oh uh, that's don't right. read into that. Like me and James are not friends. Oh, He's one of my best right. friends no, right. uh, in maybe life, not just in the maybe industry. Maybe you do like me more. Okay, got it. <laughs> no, I, you know, I mean, I just wanted to address. I that. mean, at least, at least you're still potting. Our friends uh, Tristan Cockcroft and Eric Carabel, Carabel had their their Sorry, last ESPN pod yesterday, which is kind of a shame. So uh, that is a shame. They've, they've, you know, part of what they've done is kind of paved the way for what we're doing. And, and Nate oh. Rabbits and Ma- Matthew Berry before them, so um, you know, may help make podcasting a viable platform in this industry. Yeah, I saw that, and I love those guys. They're super nice to me when I've met them in Arizona. And yeah, I just just want to let you know that yeah, James and I are still doing plenty of media together. And <laughs> no hard feelings whatsoever there. He, uh, I think it was just time for him to take that on himself. And yeah, there's, there's like a lot said, of quality control we have to do behind the scenes here. And, and he's kind of doing what Jeff does on Thursdays. Yeah, the rotating guest spot. Yeah, and there are, and we've mentioned there are so many up and coming prospect hounds in this field. Just smart people everywhere in the city. Yeah. I think that's I don't know if James is going to continue to have the prospect tilt, but yeah, I think that's will. wonderful. And James does such a great job too. Yeah, he killed it in the off season. He kind of took the reins on the off season pod. We didn't used to do an off season pod, but right. um he did a great weekly job on that. And yeah, I think that it's good to that that'll kind of be his baby and he can invite people on and you know, our Friday and Saturday XM shows will be nice and, and fresh. Yep, yep. Just wanted yep. to address that. I love James, so obviously don't read into me coming <laughs> off that, that show. All right, Todd, let's get into it. There are no two-start starters for Arizona tentatively. I guess they could use the off day Thursday to uh, start Zach Gallon twice, but for now we will skip Arizona. And again, you can check out our probable starters grid. 
constantly changing and updating with new information. So uh, consider these two start starters we're discussing extremely tentative and uh, be sure to, to check out the grid on, on Sunday before you do fab for an updated look at what next week looks like uh, for the Atlanta Braves who Oscar Enoa looks like he'll get two versus Washington at San Diego. And uh, not a guy I ended up with on any team this year who Oscar Enoa. Maybe I'm unfairly holding that, you know, slip in judgment where he punched a, a lock or whatever against them. But, uh, you know, he's in that rotation, pretty good matchup. So uh, maybe I'll look to remedy that mistake on not having any who Oscar, you know, and try to, try to try to grab some this weekend versus Washington at San Diego. I'm going to give him, I said I was going to go more conservative, but I still am going to go three, I think. Yeah, let's explain to the new people that we go zero to five. And we can consider you can however you want to consider you know that ranking. Um, it used to be that if we we're in five leagues, how many would we start them in? But that's kind of weird. Um, it's just you know we're saying whatever however you want to say it. To me, what I kind of do is if he's ranked in my top twenty, I give him a five. My top forty or, or twenty one to forty, I give him a four. But even that can be somewhat tenuous. But um, I'm going to agree with the three on Yanoa. I think that. We catch a little bit of a break early on. Well, it's going to be for a few months with uh, in San Diego without knowing the lineup or without knowing how the lineup's going to turn around. So I'm going to give you Noah a three. And I, I should like to be in a league with you that he wasn't drafted because even in the 12-teamers, wasn't he drafted? Yeah, I guess I know so. You, I know what you were saying. If he's yeah. available, pick him up. Perhaps he slipped through the cracks. Probably not in many leagues. Right. Maybe in a 10. He was hurt. It wasn't he hurt at the end of last year. So yeah. if if it was in an early league, and there were some there were some early leagues, perhaps uh, he, he he fell through the cracks. And it looks like, at least tentatively, that he will be matched up on on the Monday start against Joan Adon, who I don't know anything about. So, uh, you know, kind of an iffy option there for Washington. You got to think that helps you know his win probability so we're both at three on Enoa. then for baltimore bradley zimmer or not bradley zimmer he was uh he's the outfielder bruce but zimmer so not that it matters but maybe you need to refresh just because i got annabelle sanchez oh going okay. up against or aaron sanchez we have to figure what i mean they've got oh, there is annabelle against Enoa. you're right yeah i think aaron has been sent down but that's going to drive me and my v lookups crazy with uh, a sanchez yeah, on, thank on, you for Washington. reminding me. So yeah, it does look like uh, it does look like you know we'll be against Andy Ball Sanchez, not which, which we Adon. do know that he's terrible. So you know, well, we yeah. weren't sure about Adon, but we know, uh, I, you know. But anyway, well, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen Andy Ball even in like a couple of years, and he yeah. wasn't good back then. So that's fair to say. Uh, Bruce Zimmerman, I am uh, going to go zero. This is why we have zeros. Yes, because. There's not really any situation where I can envision picking him up. What about um, Michael Waka, though? And it's a Zimmerman only league, and he's going against Jordan. I'd have to flip a coin. Michael Waka. I'm curious as to. I'm hoping to hear some information, probably not before tonight when I have to post the rankings. But is he, you know, is he going to go five innings, or is Garrett Whitlock going to come in and pick him up, or something like that? Um, or even Tanner Howe could do it on Monday, right? Cause he's not pitching again to the weekend. Point being, I don't know if he's going five innings. 
So yeah, that's questionable. I don't mind the matchups with Detroit and Minnesota. So if I, I would start him just to get the ratios, et cetera, if I didn't have anybody else, but I, I it's going to be like a two with an asterisk in that it could be a three. If I know he's got no restrictions. I actually had a one again. I'm going a little bit. I may more go one and two. You know what? I may go one. Okay. And then two with the asterisk. If there's one, no restrictions. Two with an asterisk. All right. I'm writing these down so that we can recap at the end. Yeah. Well, that's, that's um, the, yeah. The matchups are pretty darn appealing from oh. Walker. So I at least expect to have him on a waterfall this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so I think like, you know, I have Nick Lodolo in a lot of leagues because I looked at next week. He's facing Cleveland this week. I think I'd probably rather have start him on one than walk on two, but uh well that's what the, we're we're talking about two start pitchers, but for those new to the podcast and or the site, I rank every single pitcher. Yes. So I mean you, your you weekly pitcher rankings sit. are an invaluable tool. To yeah, but it, it's ranking the one starts versus the two starts. Yep. So it, it 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 bakes all that in. All right. So we're both on Waka one, but you do have the two if if the workload, if we find out that maybe he's I thought we'll find out. A, so let's just call it a one. Okay, I'll. I hear you there. Let me just yeah. make that change in the sheet. All right. So uh, next up, Drew Smiley. Now you get at Pitt, but then at Keep Colorado. Going. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, I think we both lit up when we saw at Pitt, right? Yeah. And then, and you then we moved our we moved our eyes a few inches to the right and said, Ugh. "Yeah, yeah so I mean, I'm going to go zero on Drew Smiley." Yeah. Uh, we say it, you know what? We see it every year. Colorado doesn't have a very good offense. If they lost Trevor Story, it's still but it's Colorado. <laughs> it's still it's Colorado. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go zero too. But and if, you know what? We're going to get burned. There are going to be some pitchers that have a good outing in cores. But yep. for the if you make that, if you try to pick and choose, you're going to get burned. Well, we just said you get burned. Yeah. It's just not worth picking and choosing. You know, over the course of the season, you're going to make thousands of fantasy baseball decisions. Uh, between starts and sits, you know, pickups. You're not going to bat a thousand. Yeah. You're not going to bat a thousand. So don't beat yourself up too much if you start a guy who slumps or. Right. Everybody's going to make 10 mistakes. It's don't make 11 and 12. Right. So I was pretty impressed the other night with, uh, well, last night with Tyler Malley. Uh, looked really good. And, you know, it's like it's an Atlanta team in Atlanta that he shut down. So. Uh, I was pretty impressed with Tyler Malley. Now he gets to face Cleveland at home and then at the Dodgers. You don't like that second matchup, but uh, Dodgers stadium pretty spacious. So, you know, I think I want to reserve the fives for the uh, the truly elite yes. guys. So I'm going to go with the four for Tyler Malley. I agree. I agree. We're going to we're going to disagree at some point. You know, I know you and you and James never disagree, but we're going to disagree at some. Point. Well, I like to be on the, the right side of history, so I try not to disagree with James. But no, I uh, will definitely be butting heads on some of these in time. But Aaron Savali at KC versus San Fran. This is one where I don't really think we're going to diverge too much because those matchups are pretty darn juicy for Aaron Savali. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. He's not a five. He's not an ace. So I think the most we can go is four. And I like the going three, but you go um, four. I'm, a, you know, I'm a Savali guy. Yeah, you know, so, I've heard uh, there's kind of renewed uh, hype around him. Like it seemed like for a while, that hype had died down after last year. But maybe at least uh, with the beat writers in Cleveland, I've been seeing uh, there's some hype. You know, people think maybe yeah. this is the breakout that we were waiting for yeah. with Savali last yeah. year. 
I guess I haven't, you know, I haven't learned the lesson that you've learned. So I'm going to stay aggressive and say four. <laughs> Austin Gomber, that's a zero, right? You're not thinking about some certain Austin Gomber. He was actually really you know, good. One last of them year. is on the road. He was actually really good last year, even at home. Until he got hurt. I wish he wasn't pitching in Colorado because I think he could be really good. But no. Oh, you know, all right, here we go. Here's the trap. Okay. It's the Cubs at home. You know, I can't do it. Even though doesn't that doesn't that kind of get you? Doesn't it kind of make you think? But you're right. You just can't do it. You have to have a buzzer. You know what we need is a we, we and our tech is so good. Can they build a bu- something to shock you when you go to put you know Gomber Electric in the lineup? Shock therapy. Yeah. Can they can they, can can Herb get on that? <laughs> when you think about going and picking up a guy to start at Colorado, yeah, you could, could talk yourself into it. But that's <laughs> extremely dangerous. So. uh yeah. Don't listen to that guy on your on your shoulder telling you to pick up <laughs> these guys. Uh Ronaldo Lopez. Man, when they're already in this point of starting Ronaldo Lopez as your four, and then this injury to Giolito. Uh we'll see. It's it's already looking a little shaky in this rotation for the White Sox. Ronaldo Lopez, I've been down this path too many times. He's a zero for me. You know what? He is a zero for me, but he is a I want to see, because like you said, I mean, your reason we're down a path is because he's given us a reason. So I will monitor it to see if, if I, if I see and with, with StatCast and with everything else out nowadays, we, we, we will have, we have a little bit more reliable, maybe that's too strong a word, but actionable short sample data to make a decision. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think, you're right that, you know, I'm not picking him up, but uh, there were some flashes in the past. So maybe I should, you know, I'm it's, using the Robbie Ray rule. Never say never. So as recently as late last year, right? Yes. I, I don't really remember that, but maybe he went on a run. <laughs> you've, you've watched it out. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I've been there down that road with you know, seeing flashes from Ronaldo. But again, <laughs> I'm not going to write anybody off completely. So I'll, I'll yeah. at least see what he's doing. Check in on Ronaldo Lopez in a week or two. Tariq Skubal, Tyler Alexander, both lefties, both looking at two starts next week at, uh, I'm sorry, versus Boston and at KC. Uh, Tyler Alexander is going to be a zero for me. I didn't draft Skubal anywhere. So, you know, I kind of, you know, maybe I'm not the guy to ask because I'm just kind of lower on Skubal generally, but uh, Boston kind of scares me. So I'm going to go one on Skubal, zero on Alexander. I'm going to, we're going to go three on, on Scooble. And I'm not, I mean, there are people that are going to broke this as a five. You know, that's the, the Scooble, you know, crazy. truthers are going to, you know, it is crazy. Uh, it's still betting on the come. But I do think I, the second, I do like the second outing. I think he will strike some Red Sox batters out. We mentioned it's against Waka. It's at home. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with three. But again, the people that are on him, if they were doing this with you, would be giving him a four. Yeah, I just that's a leap of faith I'm not willing right. to take yet. I need to see it a little bit. Uh two off days next week for Houston, so it doesn't look yeah, like they have any two yeah, starts. Because teams really need two off days this early in the season. Yeah, that's I know that's a figment of the schedule. And you know what? Maybe this goes away when they go to the balanced schedule next year. Yeah. You know, that that they're just fewer there's just fewer five day weeks. Uh because the, the, it may be well no, there's still the same number of interleague games, so maybe it doesn't go away but with a more balanced schedule. Maybe that's harder to make a schedule. I don't know. 
again, no two-star starters for Houston, but I'm excited to see Luis Garcia. It's kind of a bummer to have to swap him out of my lineups for this weekend. But uh, at Arizona, does it doesn't get much better than that for Garcia next week. Yeah. Uh, KC, Cesar, or I'm not, it's not Cesar. Carlos. Carlos, Carlos yes. I, Cesar is second Carlos, base for the Washington. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. I just had a brain fart there, but there uh, I know Carlos Hernandez kind of had a rocky spring, but I'm I'm intrigued. Probably not enough to start him, even though these are at home against Cleveland and Detroit. Uh, given the conservative approach this early, I'm probably going to say one. I could see maybe in somebody kind of shooting for the stars with Cesar Hernandez, but uh, sorry, I keep saying Cesar. It's not Cesar, it's Carlos. But um, yeah, I can't really go much higher than a one on Carlos Hernandez. Um, maybe because I'm in a good mood because Xander just Bogart's just knocked in the go-ahead run in Yankee Stadium. Did he? Nice. Uh, with with Jonathan Arauz sliding. Wow, that was a shallow, shallow you know, was a bit, you know, just, uh, didn't didn't take didn't go very far into left field. That's why I'm not an announcer. He hits it not not very far into left field. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to go to the matchups just for me. I mean, I know Detroit's got a, be- a, a, a better lineup than they've had in the past, but it's still not, you know, va- daunting. I'm like the matchups enough to go to. And I would pick him up if I was looking for two start pitchers. And you know what? We think, you know what? We have to remember that there's one or two people out there listening to us that don't play in the NFBC. So they might not have the same concerns about, uh, you know, the pitching and streaming. They may be in a points league where it's a little bit less, you know, threatening to um, et cetera. But I I do think Hernandez is worth picking up. Um, And I'm probably dumping him because he's going to have one start the following week and it's not going to be good matchups. Thank you for the update on that Boston uh, Yankees game. I have an update from the, uh, White Sox Tigers, and for those cheering on Closer Chaos, you can kind of pump your fist because uh, Liam Hendricks, second batter he faced this year, he blows a save. Oh. Eric Haas, Homer. Wow. So uh, Liam Hendricks, number one or number two closer in pretty much every league, uh, starting the year with a blown save. So. This is me doing a victory lap. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too early for victory laps, but – you know, that's it's not how you want to start the season if that's your, your second-round pick. I'm not running out and pitching up Kendall Graveman if that's what you want to know. I hear you there. <laughs> By the way, Andrew Vaughn homered in the top of the ninth. Nice. Uh, to give the White Sox a lead that before nice. Uh, nice. Liam Hendricks squandered the lead. So maybe Vaughn is uh, pulling the Undertaker. That gif right now. Back to our two-start starters, Daniel Lynch for the other two-start starter for KC with the Royals playing seven games next week. He's a zero for me. Well, so that must be a wraparound series with Cleveland uh, Monday and then going to St. Louis. Or No, no. There wouldn't did I say the wrong game. team? No, no, you didn't. But okay. no, Oh, they, I see. Yeah, because they played yeah. Cleveland on Monday, then St. Louis on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, you know, is that I was gonna say, is that one of the goofy early games? No, no, the sun the Sunday games are the really goofy early ones, right? Um, yeah. All right. But yeah, you know, I no, I, I'm not I'm I'm not even with the not terrible matchups, although this Cardinals laid it on thick the other night. I'm not interested in Lynch. 
All right. Well, we will get to the rest of these two start starters, but I uh, hope you'll bear with me because I got to take care of a little bit of business here. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down at blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in nine states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. Register for WinBet today, make a qualifying deposit, and wager to receive 200 bucks in free bets. Promotion may vary by state. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for Rotowire's fantasy podcasts. Also, bet against others with no fees involved. That's right. No pesky hidden fees to ruin your day. Better Edge is a social betting marketplace where there's no fee on each transaction. Better Edge is a social betting marketplace, and chances are it's legal in your state. We're bringing betting back to its social roots where you can like, comment, and challenge other users all within the app. Play without getting played at Better Edge. Go to betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com to sign up today. And then finally, baseball is back. That's right, an entire glorious season, all 162 games. And with live events resuming, you can actually be there to catch all the action in person with vivid seats. Every backdoor slider, every round tripper, and every doubleheader can be experienced live. And with vivid seats rewards, you can start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Just buy, collect stamps, and redeem. It's that easy. From behind the dugout to upper level, vivid seats has you covered for all the games that matter to you. And a little pro tip, buy tickets for your whole group, split the bill, and make progress towards your free ticket even faster. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. All right, Todd, no two-star starters for the Angels because they go six-man and they have a day off. The Dodgers might be looking at Andrew Heaney for two next week. So at Minnesota for Heaney versus Cincinnati couple good matchups honestly but uh you know he had a kind of a rocky spring and even with those k minus walk numbers in recent years you know, he's still been getting knocked around so i think i have heaney in one like draft and hold maybe i'll start him but i'm iffy on it so i'm gonna go two hmm i'm gonna go it's rare that i'm lower than you gonna go i think I, under, I need to see it. I just, I just need, I understand what he needs to do, mm-hmm. but I don't think you snap your fingers and do it. So I'm going to go one. Okay. Well, that's good. So we have a couple already that we're uh, diverging on. So next up uh, the Miami Marlins, Eliezer Hernandez. So he got hit by a comeback earlier this week and uh, got to make sure he's all right. So that may kind of throw a little bit of a wrench into this. But uh, at the Angels versus Philly, I like Eliezer Hernandez's skills, but uh, I'm probably going to one here, and I'd have to be pretty desperate. Uh, yeah, I, I I like the skills too. Um, 
I like the two the two parks. I'm going to go up to two. Okay. I hear you on that. I got that marked now in the sheet. So as we uh, push to the back half of these teams, we're going to start to wrap things up. Adrian Hauser, Eric Lauer for the Brewers. I like Lauer a lot. Hauser I'm not as big on, but at Baltimore versus St. Louis, pretty good. So I think I'm going to go Adrian Hauser one and uh, Eric Lauer two. I'm going to go one up. I'm going to go two and three. Okay. For Hauser two, two, Lauer three. Yeah, you want you want a little more closer chaos? Yeah. All right. So low save. Well, no, not well. No, it's going back to the the Red Sox Yankees. It's an extra innings. Matt Barnes has not pitched. Uh, Hanser Robles was brought in during the tie game to keep it a tie in the ninth. Red Sox went ahead in the tenth, and Jake Diekman is on for the save. Oh wow! And and Matt Barnes hasn't pitched yet. So whether or not he's, I don't know. You know, I in. So that that's that's curious that it's not like you burn Barnes in the ninth, right? Trying to you know get a tie game. Um, so I I don't I'm not paying Colts enough attention. Could it be a, a again? It's a guy in second base. The silly rule. Could it be that a bunch of lefties have been up for the Yankees and therefore there's Deakman's in? Could it be that Core doesn't want to have bring Barnes into an inning with a runner on second? I don't know. Um, there's a lefty up now. I don't, I'm not sure who's been up. So that's just something to watch. If, if nothing else, it, it doesn't. It shows that Barnes isn't the guy. You know. You know. Didn't they of kind of acknowledge else. that they were a little worried about his velo? Yeah. 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 Um, and Maybe that's still part of the. Equation. I mean, the announcers talked about Core has kind of indicated he'd like Barnes to be the guy, but this is a weird way of showing it. So it sure is. Um, with to find out, I'm trying to see the scenario now. There's now one out, men on second and third. So if a righty's coming up and Barnes, you know, Barnes could, I know Barnes is coming in right now. I don't know, but uh, it'd be curious to see if they don't bring Barnes in right now, especially if there's a righty at the plate. That's curious, you know. And there is yeah, a righty at the plate. Watch, watch for that. Uh, Hopefully, we'll get some news on Matt Barnes after. Okay, the so show. they're intentionally so. walking the the righty. Not that people couldn't just watch the game instead of hearing me blab about it. But anyway, we're running late. Well, uh, if something weird happens, I'll let you know. Let's knock the rest of these off. Yeah, so no two-star starters for Minnesota, assuming Chris Paddock's slots in. And here comes Matt Barnes. Oh, is Seriously. he in now? Well, someone's okay. coming in. You assume it's Matt Bases Barnes. loaded, one out, and somebody's coming in. Ooh. So is that game tied now? Or the, the, and it's not Matt Barnes. It's not Matt Barnes. I'm not sure who that is, but that's not Matt Barnes. Wow. All right. Yeah, it looked like Deakman had some issues. Hit. DJ LeMayhew, intentionally, well, intentionally walked Hicks, but uh, kind of a, a mess back there at the back end of that bullpen. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to the rest of these. So, uh, again, no two-start starters for the Twins, assuming Chris Paddock slots in. Taiwan Walker at Philly versus Arizona. I like that second one, but uh, yeah, Taiwan was banged up in the spring, so I don't know how, how deep he's going to be able to go. I'm probably going to go... Honestly, a borderline zero one. I guess I'll give him a, a complimentary one. Yeah, I'd like to do one of those one twos where I mean, it's probably going to be a one. He pitched well, but he is a little bit banged up. I don't think he's going to go five, so I'm going to go one. I'm with you there. What about Jamison Tyone, Nestor Cortez? Kind of like both these guys, but they get Toronto to start. Uh, I think Tyone. I'm going to give a three, and then Nestor Cortez a two. I'm going to agree. I'm just going to, you know, for future weeks, I like Tyone, but I can't yeah. go four with these matchups. 
You got Tyone last night in the staff keeper league, didn't you? I, I, or you I was, was after bidding him. on him. Yeah, no, I yeah, I was absolutely bidding on him. I need, I mean, you, you do realize that I have Wander Franco, Spencer Torkerson, and Julian Rodriguez in this league, right? Jesus. You, have all I, those I, you in- know what? I'm not going to take credit. I inherited this team. So I did, <laughs> I did none of the dirty nice, work. Uh, I did none situation of the dirty work. Situation to inherit. Yeah. yeah, I did none of the dirty work. So Paul Blackburn, Adam Oler for the Oakland A's. No reason to really give these guys a second thought, is there? Not because, well, I, I'm interested in Oler. Just because I, 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 Oakland always interests me because of the park. I'm not interested in that Toronto though. Yeah, and you're not looking to you know pick him up in a mixed league and stream him right away, right? No, I picked Adam him up Oliver. as a as a minor leaguer in the staff okay. league. Oh, did you? Nice. But as a minor, I mean, we should you know whatever. I mean, point out real quick. I mean, again, eighteen teams, eight minor leaguers. I think it is ten. The, ten yeah, minor leaguers. Ten. It goes pretty deep. Yeah. So you get you get your top guys in other words the players drafted last year it's ryan brazier bring bring in for the red sox uh you get which is something oh, has to be God, up the yeah. burns something has about to be ryan up. brazier yeah something has it's to the be closer up the for a little bit a couple yeah years ago. whether i hope it's not an injury hopefully there's something else up but anyway um so i once i got the whoever it was uh, number three rates of prospect i then went for the josh winders the adam allers the guys that, you know, not going to, because I have the delusions of competing this year. So anyway. Well, for the Phillies, Ranger Suarez and Zach Wheeler. Ooh. Now I'm not going to go full, uh, you know, Bill James and say, you know, Ranger Suarez is like a top 10 pitcher in baseball, but I do kind of like Ranger Suarez. Yeah. Uh, so versus the Mets at Miami, I think he's not going to be my first five, but he's a four. Because I'm saving the fives for the elite, so he's a four. well. There's another. There's another pitcher on that team with two games. Yes, yeah, said Zach Wheeler too. Oh, you're not. Oh, you're not giving him. You're not giving him a five. Well, Wheeler, I will give a five. Yeah. But okay. As far okay, as okay. I just touched. Oh, oh I wanted it one at a time. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Four and five. Yeah. I mean, okay. We've got Wheeler and Bold, which means it's confirmed. And if it's confirmed, he's going. So, mm-hmm. um, I love the matchups. He 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 may end up. As of right now, Wheeler is the clear number one on my rankings when we, when it's posted um, sometime tomorrow. Yeah, wasn't willing to give uh, Ranger Suarez a five, but yeah, I no. will give Zach Wheeler Suarez a five. Although I do wonder too. how much he'll, you know, how deep he'll go. Suarez is going to be up there, top ten right now. I mean, Tyone may show up there, um, but yeah, Wheeler and I don't know who's coming up, but Wheeler is number one. Zach Thompson, Jose Quintana. Quintana's still hanging around, but uh, zeros for me. No reason. Yeah, no, neither of those guys will show up in the top 10. <laughs> uh, Nick Martinez and you, Darvish. Kind of interested to see what Nick Martinez could do. Um, probably, you know, at San Fran, at Atlanta, I'm probably going to give him a one. But Darvish is a five. I think Darvish is in that five elite group. He's in the five. Curious to see where he ranks next to Wheeler. But, yeah, no, he's a five. Well, Nick Martinez for you. Yeah, he's kind of went from not going to start to starting again, right? Um, yeah, with a paddock cleared out. Yeah, um, it's it's we're not sure. They're not the greatest of matchups, so I'm maybe I am being conservative here because we don't know. So I'm going to say one because we just don't know what Martinez is. Yeah, I'm with you there. Chris Flexen last year had a pretty nice season, so maybe that gives uh, Nick Martinez some hope. But uh, Chris Flexen, Matt Brash for Seattle, at Minnesota for Flexen, then at 
uh, versus Houston. Then for Brash, it's at the White Sox versus Houston. Not a great two-step to get your feet wet in the majors for Brash. So I like Brash, but I can only probably give him a two. And uh, the fact that he's got to face the uh, Houston Astros, you know, Flexen's probably a one for me. So Flexen one, Brash two. I, I need to see a little bit more from Brash before I put him in the circle of trust. Yeah, I can't, trust. I can't argue with either of those. I mean, Brash may, you know, was competing against – Ronaldo Lopez in the first game. We talked about that. Maybe a good a good spot. But yeah, I'll go one and two as well. Alex Wood versus San Diego at Cleveland. I'm gonna give him a three, I think. Just because I don't know how you know stretched out he is and how deep he'll go. I like his skills, but three for me on Wood. There's always a chance he leaves one of those with an injury. Of course. Yeah, I don't know that that prevents me from starting him though. No. So I think I am going to go four because I think he's a four quality. Okay. But we all anytime you start Alex Wood, there's a last year he stayed pretty healthy though. True. But anytime you start Wood, there's a potential of you know getting you know only one of the two starts. In Tout Wars the other day, I picked up uh, Dakota Hudson. That is a points league that I'm in, so you know not really risking my ratios, but versus Pitt at Milwaukee. I love that for points leagues. Roto leagues, you know, I'll probably give Dakota Hudson a two. I'm not. Just because he's coming back from Tommy John. Yeah, I'm not a Dakota Hudson guy. If I go one, it's generous. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I don't trust it. I'm going to go zero. Okay. Well, yeah, again, I... A little bit more uh, hesitant in a roto league, but in that points league, I felt why not? Just hopefully a guy in a two step, hopefully get me uh, positive points this week. So there's a chance he gets me in the red. But uh, Jordan Hicks, what a, a weird saga for him. Looked like he was starting, then back to the bullpen, then starting again. So they're going to let him build up. But, uh, you know, versus KC versus Milwaukee or at Milwaukee. Uh, not bad, but until Jordan Hicks is built up a little more, I'm not considering him. So he's a zero. No, I agree. Yeah, so kind of a weird path for him, but we'll see about about his role over the long term. Luis Patino and uh, one of your guys from years past, Ryan Yarbrough for, for Tampa Bay. So versus Oakland at the White Sox. I think I'm going to have to give these guys both zeros, although I do like Luis Patino's upside in time yeah i wish you know if it turns out that one or two of these is being used as an open uh, as a primary pitcher i would i would change my tune i would use them both as a prime well i don't know about yarbrough but i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go uh, one patino i'm gonna go one for both I'm gonna, I am, okay. I, I'm almost thinking it two for Patino, but I'm going to go one for both. And if it turns out Patino is a primary pitcher, I will go two. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So we're back to the, uh, the grid here. Final few teams. Did you get Taylor Hearn last night in the staff keeper league? I believe I got him in reserve. Yes. Okay. Yeah. For some reason that stuck in my head, but uh, did you think about, did you get him with maybe deploying him for this two-step in mind? No, I, I wish yeah. I was. I, I wish I get. I just I like Taylor Hearn. Yeah. Okay. I like I like I like the team context. I talked about that a few times. I like Mitch Garver behind the plate. I like the park, and I think I think they'll score not a bunch of runs, but I think they'll score enough. I like Taylor Hearn as a 
as in, in, in Dane Dunning, who I do, I believe I got him in the um, in the actual auction, and I do not like Martin Perez. I can say that. Um, but anyway, uh, Hearn, Hearn, I don't want to go overboard with my affection, so I am going to keep it to a three. But I like those matchups. Oh wow! Okay, I was going to go one, but I got yeah, down for a feel, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, my head, I want to go four to justify. I mean, a lefties against Colorado, it's it's always a winning combination, especially in the road. Uh, L.A. could be tough, obviously, but I don't know. When Matt Duffy is your cleanup hitter, I'm not all Yeah, what the hell was that about? <laughs> we were talking leadoff hitters before, yeah. Matt Duffy, you know, to me, wasn't that like a DVR uh, setup? You know, Otani, Tout, uh, Trout, Rendon, Duffy. Reminded <laughs> me of a DVR team. That's funny. Yeah, I uh... – that was I kind of I remember we had our you know our default orders and I put them in the two hole, Matt Duffy. But I did not expect to see him in the uh, cleanup spot. That just doesn't seem like a Matt Duffy spot. In the no, no. Uh, so the final few guys here, final four. Alec Manoa, he's a five for me. I've been waiting on this one. He does have to go to the Yankees at at Yankees, but he uh, don't forget he made his debut against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium and oh, yeah. was dominant. So. Yeah, uh, are you going like three or four on Manoa? Your oh, laugh makes me think you're going lower. Not higher five. than three. Um, I don't know if I'll. Yeah, you know what? I'm a Manoa guy too. He of the five so far, I bet he comes out lowest of the fives. A lot because of at New York, but I'm going to give him a five. I think he'll be in the top twenty easily. Okay. Yeah, I kind of have him in that you know same same grouping as Wheeler for the, at least the uh, yeah first week because we don't know Wheeler's you know pitch count, but yep. I think in a vacuum, I'd have Wheeler higher, but this week, yeah, both fives for me. Yeah. All right. You say Kikuchi, he gets the Yankees and Oakland as well. And uh, he, I feel a lot less confident in. I, I do kind of still have some hope for Kikuchi, but I'm going to give you say Kikuchi a one in these matchups. Yeah. I was thinking too, do I, do we go to the two or does he need to prove it? Um, I'm yeah, going to go two. I'm, I'm going to go two. And a lot of that is just confidence that he'll get there and more of it is I expect he'll do well against Oakland at home. Final two here, both for the Washington no, Nationals. Easy, easy. Anibal Sanchez is a zero, right? Yes, he is. I need to see more, see if he can even stick around in the big leagues. Uh, and then Patrick Corbin, you know, I, another kind of like Robbie Ray rule where I, I would never say never here anymore. And uh, at Atlanta at Pitt. You know, that second half isn't so bad, but I, I can't go higher than a one on Corbin. And yeah, that's I probably generous. Had that game on while we were doing the league last night, but I didn't have the sound on. <laughs> then looking at the box score, it's one of those where you can't tell either way. He didn't stink, but he wasn't sharp either, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to – I guess you got to give, you know, deference to the at Pittsburgh and give him a one. I'm with you. Well, let's recap our grades for the uh, week of April 11th. First full week of MLB action. Our grades for the two start starters for next week on a zero to five scale. Uwaskar Enoa, three. Bruce Zimmerman, zero. Michael Waka, one. Drew Smiley, zero. Tyler Malley, four. Aaron Savali, I say three. Todd, four. Austin Gomber, zero. Ronaldo Lopez, zero. Tariq Skubal, kind of a, a big gap here. I say one, Todd, three. Tyler Alexander, zero. Uh, I, I actually put Cesar Hernandez on the sheet. Carlos <laughs> Hernandez, 
I say one Todd two. Daniel Lynch zero. Andrew Heaney, I say two Todd one. Eliezer Hernandez, I say one Todd two. Adrian Hauser, I say one Todd two. Eric Lauer, I say two Todd three. Taiwan Walker one. Jameson Tyone three. Nestor Cortez two. Paul Blackburn zero. Adam Oler zero. Ranger Suarez four. Zach Wheeler, five. Zach Thompson, zero. Jose Quintana, zero. Nick Martinez, one. Hugh Darvish, five. Chris Flexen, one. Matt Brash, two. Alex Wood, I say three. Todd, four. Dakota Hudson, I say two. Todd, zero on Hudson. Jordan Hicks, zero. Luis Patino, I say zero. Todd, one. Ryan Yarbrough, I say zero. Todd, one. Taylor Hearn, I say one. Todd, three. Alec Manoa, five. Yusei Kikuchi, I say one, Todd, two. Anibal Sanchez, zero. Patrick Corbin, one. So we, we got through the first week, Todd. Anything else on your mind today? We got through the first week, man. We were here. We oh, did. man, we got through the first week. Let's get through we many, did. many, many more. I'm with you there. Thanks for carving out time. And can't wait for another great season with you, Todd, here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by WinBet. Hope you'll join us next Friday. And uh, good luck this week. Talk to you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.